Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist. And I'm a trailblazing marketing executive. And we sound kind of full of ourselves, but together we're hosting a brand new podcast. To help us look beyond our pandemic present. It's called Back to Biz. With Katie and Bose. Each week we'll interview the leaders and big thinkers in industries from tech and education. To fashion and pop culture. To find out how they're adjusting to this new way of life. Listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your favorite shows. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's Hello, everyone. Welcome to Couples Therapy. I am Naomi. I am Andy. And we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have stand-ups who are close do sets together about their relationship. Sometimes we have people come to the studio. This is not one of those episodes. <laughs> we are giving you those sweet, sweet live sets this episode, y'all. How'd you like me trying out a buttery voice, Naomi, for... It made me uncomfortable. Did it really? 
It was weird. What if I just talked this whole time in this kind of voice like this? I think what's weird about the voice is that for you to do it, you like kind of put on this smile. Yes, it's, it's a like... creep's voice. <laughs> and so to use the creep's voice, I must have a creep's smile. It is. It's like a it's like a sexual Cheshire cat. You well, know? you know, my, my usual kind of like uh, Jewish squeak is... <laughs> uh, I It's not a radio voice so much and i wonder because i think about like how popular npr shows are yeah and i'm like but that person's voice is like hi everyone today (laughs) we're gonna talk about mice wine i think people like it just wine for mice i think people like it because it's soothing you know you always remind me that people listen to podcasts while doing other things so yo fuck soothing (laughs) (laughs) and that's how andy is as a lover (laughs) Uh, uh, there are, I'm, I'm very excited. There are two dogs in the office. Yes. They are yipping and jumping and. They're both soft and gorgeous. And it is just, uh, it's making my heart jump, uh, because, uh, I can, I know what to do with dogs. I know what to do with animals, with cats. (laughs) I know what our relationship is. Humans confuse me (laughs) a lot of the time. Uh I don't know how, what I'm supposed to say, how I'm supposed to respond when a human says something like, here's a picture of my baby. I'm just like, great. <laughs> That's uh that that is indeed a baby. I mean, I now I know as a uh, as a uh, middle-aged man, I know. I just, oh my god. She's so cute. Oh my what's god. What's her what a name? Str- what's a little what a little strawberry outfit? A little, <laughs> what little, a little strawberry outfit. How many people little are so- Geddes, Is that the lady who takes the pictures of babies? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a little perfect Ann Geddes you got there. What a little perfect Ann Geddes you got there. Oh, Ugh. now I'm creeped Ew. out. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I humans confuse me. And Naomi, uh, you know this. I, I want to tell the listeners, uh, we received a mysterious package on our stoop. I'm still terrified. So we're taping this. It is, uh, we're in the throes of Passover. <laughs> yes. We are in, uh, we are right in the middle of Pesach. Dead center. <laughs> and, uh, and. If if the if the dartboard was Pesach. Anyway, this is a dumb metaphor. The point is, first night of Passover, on our doorstep we receive a mysterious package. Not addressed to us. No. Nope. So someone had to come around yep. and put and place it there. But it says, a message of hope and gladness for Jewish people. Not uh, the Jewish people, but Jewish people in, in general. And I gotta tell you, there are four doors. We live in a fourplex, and I will tell you, this was only left on two doors. Okay, so uh, how do they know who's Jewish? Yeah, is there a register that I don't, I mean, look. Terrified. (laughs) Terrified. In 2019, I would not be surprised (laughs) that there is a registry of Jewish people in the United States that people are keeping lists. But also, it's funny to me because people don't know how to use quotations. And (laughs) a message of hope and gladness for Jewish people, again, for Jewish people, not the Jewish people. Is in quotes. And that is, I don't know, grammatically incorrect. I'm the son of an English teacher. So, <laughs> but inside. Yeah, this is I think it's the inside that's important. I mean, honestly, the op- the cover, of course, shaken. How did you know they're Jewish? But it's really the inside <laughs> where things really pop off. Uh, there is a DVD, a novella-sized booklet, and a letter. <laughs> now, the... DVD says the testimony of Tom Cantor, okay, president, founder, and CEO, Scantabodies Laboratory Incorporated. 
Okay, you got a lab. The lab's incorporated. What are scantibodies? So what is it's... this like some like descendant of Mangala? Got got a list of all the Jews in America. Scantibodies. Scanta- <laughs> yes. Now, if I said if I said, hey, I'm going to get some tests done at Scantibodies Laboratory Incorporated, what do you think they would be doing? Yeah, I would definitely feel like they would be selling your genetic information. They your blood would end up on a black market. Scan- also, like, scantibodies, because it's, like, vaguely scientific. Antibodies are a thing. Yes. So you're like, scantibodies, naturally. Yeah, they're, they're antibodies like, that are just, like, they're they're like a little withered. They're scanty. They're, or, like, uh, scant antibody. I was like, no, 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 what no, What about no, shantibodies, no. which are antibodies that sing sea shanties? Now, that's whimsical. But Tom Cantor makes me very uncomfortable. Uh, the DVD, you guys, yes, we've kept our DVD in the plastic. Uh, I'm afraid to open it. I'm certain a virus is attached the- to this DVD. Oh, yes. Somehow, somehow you play it in a DVD player, and somehow it destroys your computer. It's like The Ring. Like, if you watch it, you have a week. Uh, so the novella-sized booklet uh, comes from the Israel Restoration Ministries, whatever the fuck that is. And it's entitled Frequently Asked Questions by Jewish People. Questions that Jewish people frequently ask? Yes. And, you know, I don't see, I've I've paged through it. I don't see where the fuck do I get a good bagel in Los Angeles in here. And I got to say, that's the number one question I've been asking (laughs) in the almost two years we've lived here. Oh, my God. So I saved the best for last. Okay, break it down. I I didn't see this part. So this is uh, exciting for me. this This is the letter that comes with it. Dear friend, I am Jewish and all my ancestors were Jewish. All right, all he's right. Just, Tom is giving you his bona fides. He he's is, letting you know. He's letting you know his lineage. He's letting you know the backstory. I am excited to pass along to you my DVD life story and book. I started in my garage. Oh, by the way, that was the end of that sentence. I'm excited to pass along to you my DVD life story and book. New sentence. I started in my garage with $130, and today it has developed into a biotech and biologics company that has grown to over 700 people. Wait, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? What did he start? Like, what is he saying? I don't understand. Like, wait a minute. He wants to give you his life story. And his life story is that he was Jewish and he comes from a line of Jewish people. All his ancestors. All, All his them. ancestors. All of them. And Not one guy in the mix. And he started a biotech laboratory and biologics company. Biologics. I was awarded, so it continues. I was awarded the 2009 Whistleblower of the Year Award and saved many lives, but these accomplishments have not been the greatest events of my life. Uh, and then there's wait, some. Who, who, wait, wait, wait. Who hosts the Whistleblower Awards? Who's the giving... Blowies? <laughs> the Blowies. Who's giving it? I have so. It's like you know what it is because he's saying stuff where it's like I guess it's impressive, but literally just one question and the whole thing starts to unravel. By the way, when did Chelsea Manning leak? collateral damage whatever the name of that video is about the iraq war because if this guy beat out chelsea manning <laughs> for, uh, for the whistleblower of the year then those things that's the green book of the whistleblower <laughs> awards <laughs> oh. i think she may have been 2010 anyway uh <laughs> uh there's some stuff that's not funny in this yeah, but just, i think honest, that is the it's like very i just again you know how is this man knowing who is jewish and also, he knows you're Jewish, but obviously you have a lot of questions. Are you Jewish, but do you have a lot of questions? Honestly, as long as we promise never to open that DVD, keep it in plastic, 
Oh yeah, it it, it, what if we open and it's like the Ark Smoke. of the Covenant yeah. in Indiana Jones? <laughs> we just turn into like whoever opens it. By the way, why in the Indiana Jones movies every time there's like an ancient artifact, a biblical artifact, it just turns people into skeletons? I know that question's not for me. It's more for the listeners, so I'm not going to answer it. Well, you know, it is more for the listeners and maybe more for the first guests on this episode. That's Would you true. Think that? Yes, a movie one. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Naomi to end to end this I feel like I'm writing a an essay in high school yeah and in conclusion that's why I relate to dogs and cats more than humans and anyway that's why I relate to don't you dare use that voice you guys before we bring you <laughs> our first set let me get a little business out of the way Okay, y'all, coming up, if you would like to see me live in Los Angeles, I will be headlining at Dynasty Typewriter on Wednesday, May 15th at 8 p.m. And our lovely Deborah Giovanni will be opening. You have heard Deborah on an early episode of this podcast. She is a very funny stand-up comedian. Truth. She'll be opening. I'm doing an hour. It's going to be a nice time, Wednesday, May 15th. Also, we have the next Couples Therapy live here on the 1st of June. At the Virgil at 8 p.m. This is awesome, Naomi. Janet Varney is going to be on. Yes. Been a fan of hers for a long time. I've tried to get her on previous uh, podcasts of mine <laughs> when she was in town. Hey, here's the thing. If someone's going to be in town for like 10 minutes, don't <laughs> write them to be on your podcast because chances are they're not going to be able to. And you're hot, just- Hot tip. You're just wasting an ask, Wasting everyone. an ask. Hot tip. Uh, Craig Kikowski, you might know him. I know him. He, 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 you've seen him on many things, including Drunk History, but I know him mostly as- one of the police officers in community. <laughs> uh, they're also, all these people, you've seen them in, they're work juice players. Yeah. They are a Thrilling Adventure Hour alum. Uh, and uh, there's going to be a lot of other cool people on the show. So if you live in Los Angeles, June 1st, come out to that. Uh, and you can get tickets for these shows on CouplesTherapyPod.com. Naomi, where can they get tickets for your show? DynastyTypewriter.com. Check that out. That's um, great. And I'll, hey, you know what? We'll also, I mean, you can't buy tickets yet, but uh, start salivating. We're going to be doing a couple shows in New York in August. Yes, New York, August 1st. Mark Yocal's babies at Union Hall, of course. Uh, also, you guys, we will say it again. If you have a question, you want some relationship advice from me and Andy and a fun guest we have in studio, give us a call on our call-in line. We've done some great episodes recently with advice with Natalie Morales from NBC's Abbey's, Trayvon Free, who's written for all your favorite shows, so if you would like us to answer any of your questions about your friends, about your family, about your boo, give us a call at 323-524-7839. And you can obviously find that at CouplesTherapyPod.com in our Twitter bio. And finally, Naomi, we have a Patreon. I think we're kind of killing it with those Patreon episodes. A lot of fun. Uh, if you pay $5, you get two extra episodes a month, just me and Naomi. And I think it's a uh, uh, honestly... <laughs> I, I hate look, Naomi. I don't like ripping people off. You don't like you don't like asking for money. You certainly don't want oh, to rip definitely. people off. And you don't want people to, you know, think that you're delusional. <laughs> and so you spend your time. We craft these Patreons. We give you a good time. If you're into it, head on over to the site, CouplesTherapyPod.com, and you can sign up for our Patreon. Hey Naomi, I was just thinking, you know who might know the answer to my Indiana Jones question? Who? The first guest on this episode. Oh my god, yes. You guys, this first set. Is from Caitlin Durante and Jamie Loftus. They're comedians, writers, and co-hosts of the Bechtel Cast, a funny movie podcast about the portrayal of women in cinema. 
Caitlin performs all over the country, and Jamie's work can be seen in The New Yorker, Pace Magazine, Vice, and so many other places. So y'all are in for a real treat from two very funny people. Yeah, this is from our April live show here in Los Angeles. Our label mates, Caitlin and Jamie. (laughs) Roll it! Friendship. Here we are. We did it. it. I'm Jamie. And I'm Caitlin. I'm the tall one with the pants. And uh, I'm the glasses one. (laughs) So that defines our friendship. That's everything. I'm, yeah, I'm too tall for this stage. I think Um, you're just right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So here's the story about us. The story of us, yeah. We have uh, been friends for quite some time. I think we met around 2012. 2011, somewhere around there. That sounds right, but I was in college and you were like cool, so I didn't talk to you for a while. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> she was very cool. <laughs> and then uh, we became very close when you moved out here to LA, which was 2015. Mm-hmm. In any case, we've been uh, we've been friends for quite some time. Spend a lot of time with each other, multiple times a week. So when we got booked on the show, we we're like, okay, cool. We just need to like find. A, like crazy story, something crazy we've done, yeah. and just tell you guys all about this crazy shit that we did. So because we, I was like, because we do that all the time. Yeah. So then we were trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We we're like, we've done so many things. We spend minimum ten hours a week together. Yeah. We've never done anything interesting together, <laughs> which is really bad optics for this show. <laughs> we yeah, there are no like wild drunk or like drug stories like no mishaps that we got into we don't have an interesting friendship no no it's very we're and boring and as, I'll, as I'll, individuals and as a pair say, i'm willing to single us out individually <laughs> as well yeah uh just not very interesting people and two boring people coming together to form a very boring <laughs> friendship and that works for us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, some friendships have, like, a lot of drama and conflict. Like, we don't... There's been no drama. We've not I don't think that fought. we've ever had a disagreement we, about anything. We have... Unfortunately, we're both hetero, and it's disgusting. I don't recommend it, but... That's... But we don't have Very the same self-loathing, taste. Very self-loathing, both we, of us. <laughs> we don't have the same taste in men, so we've like never fought about boys. Not, like there's no just Eskimo sister overlap mm-hmm. or anything. Right. Yeah, I like them like thicker and playing the drums, and that's really not your vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I like my men as frail as possible. Yeah. <laughs> So we're very well complimented to each other, but it makes for a very boring story about our friendship because it's mostly like I was in Caitlin's Prius and we were like, what if we went to Wendy? Like, that's it. (laughs) That's as good as it gets. So we decided instead Mm -hmm. that we were going to just to like spice things up a little bit. We were going to write short stories about something cool we could have done together. Yeah. To make it more fun. For you guys. Right. Um, so we've both written something. I don't know what your yours is about. No idea what yours is. Okay, so we're just gonna we're gonna try to really like spice things up in our friendship through power of suggestion. Yes. Uh yeah, we've go? I'm I'll go first. Okay. Uh, this, this is something cool we could do. This is uh my fanfic. Okay. And it's it's kind of erotic fanfiction. Really? You'll find out about <laughs> about okay. our friendship. 
So let's let's strive for this. Let's right. strive for this. Okay, this is more the vibe I'm looking for in the future. Okay, so <clears throat> here's my story. Okay. It's so cool that we both have Universal Studios Hollywood silver annual passes. <laughs> An extremely hot and smart woman named Caitlin says to her extremely hot and smart friend, Thank Jamie. You. We do both have silver passes. We do. This yeah. is so far so good. Very That's true story. Six dollars a month. <laughs> I paid for mine up front. What wow. can I say? I know, I know. Okay. Okay. The two of them are the coolest people among the large horde ambling <laughs> near the mummy ride at Universal Studios Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And how lucky that one of the blackout dates is not your birthday, May 17th, 2017, which is today, Jamie replies. <laughs> That's right. May 17th, 2017 is my birthday. It is today. And nothing can spoil this day here at Universal Studios Hollywood. Wait, is it in 2017? Yes. Is that for a reason? <clears throat> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I have a master's degree in screenwriting, so this is... <laughs> That's something that you will never hear me say. Uh, <laughs> so I should be... Or this think sh- about This things. should be better, but... Yeah. Um, okay. They, they stop and turn, gazing hard into each other's eyes. Oh, my God. They slowly... <laughs> they slowly mo- move toward one another, Caitlin licking her lips... Jamie's eyelashes fluttering, (laughs) their open mouths about to meet in a wet kiss. This is happening so fast (laughs) for this story. Okay. Then boom! A crack of thunder startles them and they jump back as dark clouds suddenly billow overhead. (gasps) Out of nowhere appears Brendan Fraser. (gasps) Except except he's old and haggard. 2017 (laughs) Brendan Fraser, okay. Oh, just you wait. He's old and haggard, wearing rags, sporting an eye patch, and wielding a katana. The crowd screams and recoils. He looks around frantically until he spots Caitlin and Jamie. You! Brendan Fraser yells as he bounds toward them. Like a god. (laughs) Do you know who I am? Why, yes, you're Brendan Fraser, star of Universal Studios' 1999 film, The Mummy. Written and directed by Stephen Summers, Caitlin recites for, from her encyclopedic film knowledge. <laughs> hey, man, we were about to kiss, Jamie interjects. <laughs> Silence! He yells into Jamie's face. There's no time to lose. What's going on? demands Caitlin. It's May 17th and it's my birthday. <laughs> Brendan sheathes his katana and gestures for them to join him as he heads toward the entrance to the mummy ride. They shrug and follow. I'm from the future, the year 2041. A chain reaction of environmental disasters, war and famine has led to the collapse of civilization as we know it. The human race is all but extinct for the past few years. I've been traveling back through time, collecting information, piecing together the puzzle, and I've traced this sequence of events that led to the fall of humanity back to this day, May 17th, 2017. Today is the day it all started. 
You but know we only have 10 minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like some real... I, got, I, I still have my story. I know. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm going to barrel through this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh... But Brendan Fraser, what's special about today, apart from it being Caitlin's birthday, asks Jamie. Today is the day they switch the mummy ride from being based on my movie to being based on the mummy starring Tom Cruise. This switch upsets... This is where it really goes off the rails. Um, This switch upsets the Egyptian gods that oversee the operation of this ride so much that they start unleashing their wrath upon the world. This is the (laughs) event. How do you think roller coasters work? Uh, Exactly like this. This is a true story. The stage just sprung a leak. (laughs) That's why I got very distracted. Um, okay, well, this will sound great. Let's keep the electronic equipment. It's an ASMR kind of vibe. Yeah, it's good. Away from that. Okay. So, okay, the Egyptian gods, they, and they unleash their wrath upon the world. This is the event that sets in motion the eventual eradication of the human race. Well, what does that have to do with us, Brendan Fraser? Caitlin cries. You two are the only ones who can stop it. Why us? screams Jamie. Live exposition. <laughs> and the funny thing, there's only exposition. <laughs> The prophecy! Another clap of lightning and thunder booms above them as Brennan pulls a large scroll from his tattered clothes. The prophecy foretold of two extremely hot and smart women having Mm -hmm. a friendship so strong that it has the power to create life, control the cosmos, and most importantly, destroy the mummy ride. That's pretty cool, Jamie says. (laughs) Jamie, uh, uh, Caitlin, I forgot which of us is which. Oh no. Caitlin smiles at her. You must ride the mummy, just the two of you, Brendan snarls. The power <laughs> of your friendship will destroy the ride and all the evils that lurk within. Uh-huh. But here's the catch. Riding the ride will kill you both. <laughs> okay, a, I'm in. It's a sacrifice you must make to save humanity. Okay, so it, it's at this point in the story that I realized it was getting too long and yeah. that I didn't really know how to end it. So I'm going to let you, the audience, choose how this story ends. <laughs> Option A, Jamie and Caitlin selflessly ride the mummy and martyr themselves to save the world. Hot. Okay, we got one person okay. who likes that. Hot. <laughs> Sexy, statues of uh, us like it. <laughs> Option B, the mummy is the best ride at Universal Studios Hollywood, and the world is fucked up anyway (laughs) and they're not about to deny the people the mummy ride so by blowing it up so they tell brendan fraser to fuck off whoa wait there's no c wait i have a option c they finish the kiss they fucking started at the beginning of the story they're all right as long as there's someone scary here, that's good. <laughs> I don't show up for <laughs> any less than three terrifying people in a crowd. So that was my story. It's my writer. This um, is, okay, mine's a bit of a historical fiction. I'll breeze right through it. Because <laughs> yours did take up 26 I am minutes. I'm so sorry. I, okay, here we go. Okay, this is my historical fiction about us. June 3rd, 1919. 
the night, the night before women get the right to vote. Caitlin and Jamie are at the pub drinking a hard-earned Mike's Hard Lemonade after a long day of being suffragettes. No one at the pub noticed them because at their age, unmarried women were considered by the government to be legally dead. We're so boring, Caitlin said, taking a sip of Cranberry Mike's, the second best flavor. We've got to do something to play against type. Like what, asked Jamie, sipping on dragon fruit, objectively the worst flavor. (laughs) I thought getting into that street fight with Susan B. Anthony earlier was pretty cool of me. Isn't she trying to help get women the vote too, Caitlin asked. Yes, Jamie said, but she's very racist, super racist. You should Google her, it's pretty bad. (laughs) More Mike's hard, my ladies? (laughs) Asked Stuart, the barkeep. Stuart had had a thing for Caitlin, but it was 1919 and he was poor, so he had scurvy and Caitlin was never missed a chance to harass him about it. <laughs> Fuck off, scurvy Stuart, she said, adjusting her petticoats. Jamie, I mean, we really have to pivot. What's something we could do that would uh, th- what's something we could do that we'd never normally do in order to get attention? Jamie thought she loved attention so much. She thought about it all night and also during the days. (laughs) Suddenly, it came to both of them. We're gonna, Caitlin began, stop women from getting the right to vote, they said in unison. (laughs) That's not like us at all, and will get us a lot of attention, Jamie said, pouring her the rest of her Mike's Hard Strawberry, which is only okay, down (laughs) down her throat. So basically from here, we sneak into the White House, which I'm pretty sure existed then, and... (laughs) We go past the guards, which were not, they were like pelicans. We kill the pelicans. <laughs> we get in to the White House. We go yeah. into the law room. Which is so what you're not reading anymore. You're just... Is what I got, we only got <laughs> a few seconds left. I, <laughs> we go into the law room in the White House. Uh, I, get, I, get, I take out the guard. I'm kind of the hero of this one. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. I, uh, okay, then I say, are you ready? And you say, yes. By the way, I googled Susan B. Anthony, like you said, and she died in 1906. It's 1919, so it couldn't have been her you fought in the street today. It must have been some other lady who looked like shit. (laughs) And we go into the law room, and we get the 19th Amendment. You pour your diva cup on it. (laughs) Which at that time, they were made out of wood. They didn't make (laughs) rubber ones yet. I pour my diva cup out on it, but I just, at this time, I was only menstruating one large scab a month, so it <laughs> doesn't do much. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> at, at, the, at the end of this, so a lot of blood, big scab. Uh, no, I don't like that. All over it's the 19th Amendment, the big story. mess. So finally, as we're getting ready to leave, someone's at the door, and it's whoever was the president in 1919. <laughs> Grover Cleveland. I have no idea. Is it? I don't know. Does anyone, Does anyone know? know? Woodrow Wilson. Wood- Woodrow Wilson's at the door. And he's, he's like, ladies, what's all this hubbub? <laughs> and, and we say, uh, you, you say, uh, we're dunking on the 19th Amendment to look cool and ironic and off-brand. We completely understand there are w- real-world consequences, but I guess we just don't care. <laughs> And then he says, like, oh, I was worried about women's rights as well. Seems a little risky. And then 
the story ends, uh, and that's why women aren't allowed to vote. <laughs> well, I think we learned a lot. Yeah. About what our friendship could be. Yeah. So I think we, we just wrote a historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, these are our new goals. Honestly, what I learned is we should just like do a drug once and then yeah. <laughs> probably be a more interesting story next time. Yeah. Well, well. hey, give it up to our boring friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Now I'm even creeping myself out. Yeah, there's yeah. a, there's like you can do it. You can do that voice for about ten seconds. You can creep out all the people around you. Yeah. But after that, it's gonna boomerang right back into your brain. You shriveled up my ovaries. <laughs> Which is good. We don't want kids, so maybe I should keep doing that voice. You know, Caitlin is is one of the reasons we do the show in Los Angeles. She used to be the booker person at meltdown where we first started doing couples therapy in la and caitlin i met her at the women in comedy festival in boston that's where we first met so well before la that's where caitlin and i connected and so here we are in los angeles you know what i mean we have an east coast west coast love oh speaking of that's not an insincere (laughs) oh honestly it was just a sound that came out and Mm -hmm. it just happened to sound like i was uh fake awing like I was awing. Mm-hmm. I, it was just, I drank a bit of soda. <laughs> it got stuck. <laughs> a bit of soda got stuck. Um, I'm very excited about this next set because it's you and me. Oh, our and, favorites are us. And we wanted to see, we had a, an idea for the set. And we wanted to see if we could pull off <laughs> talking about something very stupid. And we did. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to set. You're not supposed to set something up. Yeah, like, don't. You're gonna have so much fun. But I'm saying we had fun. The audience had fun. Yeah, I mean, now, honestly, I'll never set it up. I'll say, listen, I hope you like it. Um, please don't hate me. It's hot. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. 
So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims Basics and Foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the Soft Smoothing Seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the Soft Smoothing Seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at Me Undies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. I like to really preface all my work, all my sets, all my writing, all my performance. Um... But yes, Andy, you can say yes. We did have fun. We were definitely goofing. You know, Andy and I sometimes, we're doing our, we're getting ready for the live show, and it's like, what do we want to talk about? And it's kind of, it's always that fine line, because obviously there are things that you, as a couple, think are funny or interesting, but it's like, you know, private jokes. And like, when you hear people, you're like, I don't get what you guys are laughing at. And so we really try to make sure that is not happening. 
Um, and I feel like this one was definitely you and I had a really good time, and it further strengthened our love. Like it strengthened our love. Like, I loved you, you more after the set. In uh, in the saga comic book, there's a black cyclops, and we were singing songs around the house once about the black cyclops in the in Brian K. Vaughn's saga comic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would translate. We couldn't do that live, and people would be like, "I get what they're." <laughs> this is so enjoyable to watch. Absolutely not. Anyway, enjoy our set about Skittles the musical. <laughs> Roll it! Wow, thank you guys for supporting that love. That's huge. That's huge. You need it in these times. Support your interracial relationships. <laughs> Support your IRCs. Like buying government bonds. Yeah. I don't know. Something you have to do. Yeah, there should be like an Uncle Sam. <laughs> yes. Like pushing a, a black woman and a white man together. Right, right. I want you to make beige babies. <laughs> Please save us. <laughs> Andy, how are you doing? Where are you at emotionally? Ooh, where am I? Let's check it. It's always good to check in in front of people. Uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm good. It's a nice yep. night out. Yeah. There are uh, uh, I well I'm feeling morally I don't know gray. I don't know there. I'm a vegetarian. I so I don't kill bugs or anything like that. There was a mosquito backstage, and I made a snap decision to smack it with my notebook like a baseball. And you the fact that he made contact, I was impressed. But you have to understand, it was massive, okay? I don't even think it was a mosquito. I think it was something else. I think it was like Jeff Goldblum turning into the fly. It was huge. So you did what had to be done for our Brundle family. Mosquito. Uh yeah, uh, yes, no. Uh yeah, no. There's there's a couple like bed bugs I'll exterminate. Of course, you must. Yes. Genocide on bed bugs. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all get behind that, right? It's not a controversial position. <laughs> I love your hot takes, Andy. <laughs> I do. I love them. Uh, how? What? How else am I? I don't, uh, ooh. Uh, what's this? What's this feeling right oh here? Oh my god! What is it? What is it? Uh, can I? Well, I don't know. Can I say uh, what happened last night to everyone? Can I explain? Can I uh, air our dirty laundry out <sighs> in front of the crowd? If you must. If you must. Of course. Go ahead. Uh, Naomi and I were sitting on the couch as lovers do. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Scrolling through our phones. Eating freshly baked cookies. <laughs> and uh, I, I, oh, we were watching something that had Michael C. Hall. Do we all know Michael C. Hall? Yeah, Dexter. Six Feet Under's Michael C. Hall. <laughs> Netflix's safes, Michael C. Hall. <laughs> and I mentioned offhandedly that he had been in Skittles the Musical. Do you remember that? Thank you! See? And I, okay, Andy was like, Skittles the Musicals, Michael C. Hall. And I was like, what? I became like, I, like I, it was like I'd been, like someone dunked cold water on me. You know what I mean? Like I was like, where am I? What's real? And then you proceeded to just talk about a Skittles musical like it was regular. So if you don't know, and obviously most people, including yeah. my future wife, yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, as counter-programming, to the uh, to the Super Bowl's halftime show, which I think was called "That's Entertainment?" Question mark. <laughs> it was Maroon Five, if you all remember. <laughs> For some reason, uh -huh. Skittles decided to create a musical. They had Tony Award nominated or winning yeah. people write the musical for them. I cannot believe this. And during the halftime show, if you lived in New York, you could go to. 42nd Street or wherever the fuck it was and watch Michael C. Hall in Skittles commercial, The Musical. 
what is happening? That first of all, there was a Skittles musical. And second of all, most of us didn't know about it. The fact that y'all were like confused makes me feel better. Cause Andy was talking like, yeah, you know Skittles musical. You know what I mean? Like he was like, regular life. You I got a water? Finger on the pulse, Naomi. You like, you normally do keep me young. Honestly, you do. But this time it was like, what the fuck? And then Andy, but then Andy got mad at me. Cause I I got I came in hot, I guess. You were like, imagine her like this, but sitting on a couch. And that's what it was like. Because, look, why would you, you were angry that I didn't tell you about this thing. Why would, why would I thought, you're not a Skittle stan. I don't know why. I didn't realize that I, in our relationship, was in charge of teaching you about branded content. (laughs) You are. You consume hashtag content all the time. You're always on the internet. Did you hear when Kelly Clarkson did a duet with Ruffles? No, is that real? (laughs) No, it's not real. Oh my God, now you're taking advantage of my naivete. Do you want to visit the Heinz mayo-stirred hedge maze? (laughs) I would, if it was real. But see, the thing about it that made me, because then like, so Andy gonna say some stuff that's to me still crazy. And then I was like, how do you not tell me when there's a damn Skittles musical out in these streets? And then he got all defensive and weird about it. What? Hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on. I don't. I feel like I'm. Um, it's. It, you're painting me <laughs> in a bad light. Is that a phrase? It is now. Sure. Pa- painting me in a bad light. Sure. How do you paint someone in any light? Anyway, uh-huh. the point is. Uh huh. I'm with you, and I will always be with you. Can we break down the saying for a second? How do you paint someone in light? Is that just like a a fancy saying of like showing? Like a spotlight on someone? I need you to stay on track. (laughs) Am I wrong? Are you a fan, in quotes, of Skittles? No, but that's like such a crazy weird thing. And we always need stuff to talk about. (laughs) That I (laughs) thought you would have just brought up. Like, did you hear there's a crazy ass Skittles musical starring Dexter? (laughs) What does it mean to be a fan of candy anyway? He, there, that's my question that I was thinking. To eat it. <laughs> to be a fan of a candy. Who's a fan of like who's wearing like Skittles fanny packs? <laughs> I think I bet I bet cool <laughs> cool like like tweens do. Don't you think tweens might? You really do. You really are not connected to <laughs> pop culture in any way. I know it's terrible. People think I like might know how to write a joke for something, and I'll be like, I don't watch that. I'm watching House Hunters. You need a tight 10 on House Hunters? But I don't know about what's hip and cool. But the point was, you got mad at me. You got defensive because I came in hot about Skittles. But it's like, we've been together nine years, and Andy, like, still will have trouble, like, grappling with the black woman nature. Do you know what I mean? Is anyone here a black woman? Oh, okay. You're in the back, and I'm too upset about it. There are two seats here. You deserve to be in the front. You deserve to be sitting if you're not. But I also, it's like, wow, okay. I need more black women just out in general um, for me in this moment, this time. But I feel like, I feel like you'll like uh, think I'm, me- I'm angry when I'm not like angry. Right. But it's been nine years. 
I it still it still hits uh, like a Pavlovian thing in my head. I'm from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvanians are I'm gonna say famously repressed. Sure, famously. <laughs> my parent, we're, my parent, were Jews, but uh, they assimilated very well. Uh huh. Uh huh. They were born in 1950, and they're like, we better really just like <laughs> fade into the crowd. Oh my god. Put together what happened maybe a couple years before <laughs> 1950. Uh, so. They did. Okay. You didn't have to tell them. <laughs> so <laughs> they, you, they had, when you repress your emotions, you have two modes, which is like spectrum-y and, no, yeah. and you don't say, say anything. And then angry. So if my parents had any other emotion, had any emotion at all, it was anger. Mm-hmm. So it hit that anytime there's like any, any voice above like half a decibel. And I, I'm like, what did I do? I didn't do it. It's not me. It's not my fault. Well, I don't know why you chose to love my loud ass. Andy, you have chosen to love a black woman who performs. I'm going to use the range of my voice. It's my instrument. In and out of the house, on and off stage. I'm going to tell you where we're at. I'm constantly attempting to channel Viola Davis. Constantly hoping for something, but and yet you still and like you still can't distinguish between like me like fake mad and like mad mad. It take look in, in a remember look the 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 uh-huh. lizard brain's taking over. Okay. You're like yelling at me about Skittles. Okay, I'm my brain isn't like taking a moment to be like she's just being herself. Yeah. Don't react. You didn't do anything wrong, Andy. It's okay. <laughs> It, you should like, have told me no, about Skittles, yeah. the musical. <laughs> there was no, like, spectral hand, like, petting my head, saying, it's okay, Andy. What are the pictures you're painting? There's a spectral hand on your lizard brain? <laughs> I'm trying to put it together. I'm trying to put it together where you are. We're all on the same page, right? <laughs> a spectral hand petting my lizard brain, right? We're all, we know we're, <laughs> wow, a bold, firm no. Honestly, I'll brave. accept that no as gospel. <laughs> so yeah, no, no. Like, like my first reaction is like uh, uh, I've done something wrong, mm-hmm. and that just takes over. The panic takes over. Whatever, <laughs> whatever chemical makes you want to like scream and run, yeah, gets dumped into my bloodstream. Uh huh. But, but you know what? My love for you overpowers that. Eh? Wow. Eh? Oh wow. Eh? They're not as impressed. <laughs> But I like it. Really thought I, I really thought I could get out of this with that. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not wrong. It's just it's just like funny. Just because I'm like I would think by now you would know that like yelling is just like fun. Do you know what I mean? It's just like where I'm at. Like when I'm real when I'm real mad, I don't yell. If that makes any sense. There's something about like does anyone else do this? Like when you're really like think it's like I'm about to shut my damn mouth. And I ain't moving my lips. You know what I mean? Like when I'm really mad, it's like very small and tight. Like your jaw's wired shut. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, but that's why I thought you would know. But that's like, I got, with that, then I kind of felt bad. I was like, Andy, this is just about Skittles. And, but then, and so, and so I think that like, does it help if like I come in hot, but if I just like touch your shoulder or something while I'm doing it? And I'm like, how couldn't you not tell me? <laughs> nope, that's too much. That's upsetting. The shaking me? Yeah, the sh- the shaking. The shaking makes it worse. Like I'm having hallucinations, and you're trying to get me back to like reality. 
Okay, I won't do that. Is it like, how do you feel about me right now in my, in my heel? I'm a little towery right now. I, I think you're great. I don't, I think you're great at any height. <laughs> Thank you so much. From, from Smurf to the lady from Game of Thrones. Which lady? Gwendolyn Tall Lady. Honestly, I've never seen it. I know there's a mean blonde prince. That's all I know about it. There's a mean blonde prince. Well, from, what's her name? Brianne. <laughs> they all know. Is the, is the premiere this Sunday? Okay, yeah, all right. We've all got a pact in this room. We're all gonna watch it in one place. Are you using the audience as TV guide? <laughs> They keep me young. They tell me if there was a goddamn Skittles musical out in these streets. It's so confusing because black don't crack, so you look very young. Thank you so much. But you have the spirit of a 90-year-old woman. Correct. I do like to swing low, sweet chariot. You know? Oh, God, can you imagine? Swinging low. Oh, I love that energy. <laughs> anyway. I'm just goofing. Your spirit animal. Your spirit animal is just a rocking chair. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Well, at least that means you know what you're going to get like 30 years from now. Right? Like, you know the vibe. Are you going to get older? Are you, are you going to get... Is your energy going to get even slower? I don't think so. I think what I am now, when I hit like 72, it's going to be like, bam, that's her truth. You know what I mean? When I'm at 72, it's gonna be all love. It's like perfect. I'll be like, like my inside and my outsides will match. So it's basically gonna be this. You knew what you were signing up for. I told you facts. Hi guys, I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib a show that helps women navigate the big shifts which motherhood can bring. This season, you'll hear from resilient mamas like actress Gabrielle Union, thought leaders like author of the New York Times bestseller Untamed, Glennon Doyle, and experts like prenatal and postpartum clinical psychologist Dr. Alyssa Berlin. We get candid about our experiences and share resources for everything parenting. Endometriosis and surrogacy, divorce and blended families, emotionally preparing for postpartum, Katie's Crib is covering it all. For a dose of comfort and community with those who understand the struggles and the joys of raising tiny humans, subscribe now for brand new episodes every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. Are you still reeling from the fact that there was a Skittles musical like I am? I mean, my God, weeks later, I still can't, I still can't believe it. And I can't believe that no one told me about it. Naomi wakes up at night screaming Michael C. Hall's name. I mean, my God. And asking why. Why? How is this a live show that people put money into and none of us knew it existed? I wonder if you can find online what the budget <laughs> was for it that Skittles put into it. I mean, you think Skittles paid for it? I'm imagining Skittles yeah. to pay to use the Skittles name. No, no, no. Skittle, this was a branded, maybe we didn't, you didn't get this part. No, I, this I was a branded me. content. No, I get it. I get it. The first Starring branded Dexter. content musical. <laughs> 
branded concept musical starring Dexter and Six Feet Under. That's what capitalism. Like, who, that's what capitalism has wrought, Naomi. He's honestly, it, he keeps me guessing. I'm like Michael C. Hall. Who are you? Like I'm. It's like okay, so you're Dexter. So you're Six Feet Under. And then you're like giving me this ridiculous British accent. I'm safe. And little do I know, you've done a Skittles musical. The man's a moving target. And honestly, speaking of moving targets, I'm going to segue that right into our next duo. Okay? Would you say they're moving targets because they love dancing? Yes, that is exactly my point. This next set, oh my God, so fun. It's from Dwayne Perkins and Asia Bullock. They're best friends and comedians who met at Second City in Chicago and formed the sketch duo Bleep That Bleep. You've seen Dwayne on MTV's Wild and Out in the comedy group 3Pete that does tons of videos on Comedy Central. The break with Michelle Wolf, and you've most recently seen Asia on The Good Place. Yeah. Y'all, just have some fun. Just loosen your butt, open your heart, and have a good time <laughs> with Dwayne and Asia. Roll it. Our friendship is based a lot on dance, so. Oh, yeah. Specific. Um, we had no idea what we were going to talk about, and then we were like, oh, we know. Friendship. Yep. Uh, so we're just gonna do like a like a cute little TED talk about like us, um, because we are perfect. Um, we're like, I mean, not to brag, but we are kind of the best case scenario when it comes to friendship. Like, we should give lectures and maybe counsel, because our friendship is. I think we approach it with the intensity of a romantic relationship. Yes. Which I, I think everyone's used to seeing in romantic comedies and just like how dramatic it can be and just like the tears and the emotional roller coaster. And that's us, but like without the sex. Yes. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But don't get me wrong, I have fucked vaginas before. We don't so. have to talk about it. <laughs> we don't have to think about it. We don't have to speak about it. We can just let it pass. But yeah, so friendship. Um, we friended. Okay, well, I'll will talk about our origin story. Oh yes, yes, origin story. That's very important because it sets the um, the tone. table tone. table. Okay, tone. yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sets. We don't really finish each other's sentences. We give each other notes on each other's sentences. Uh-huh. Like he said, table, but like tone was a better and choice. I was like, you were in my mind. That's what I should have said. Yes, we um, just. It's called heightening and notes. But uh-huh. um, <laughs> so uh, going back to this being a very uh, romantic-like relationship, uh, the way me and Dwayne met was, I saw him on the internet. I liked what I saw. I slid in his DMs, <laughs> straight up like that. Okay, let me be more specific. <laughs> I was on a dance team at DePaul University. I had a performance. Once the performance was done, I got a Facebook message that said, you were the best one, do you wanna be friends? <laughs> and was. I was like, absolutely agree with you, yes. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a, they, weren't, they weren't great, but I was watching him, cause I had just got to DePaul, I was a freshman and I was trying to scope out the dance scene, you know, very step up. Um, and so I was searching around in videos and I saw him and when I say twinkly star, he just <laughs> stood out. And it was love at first sight. I was like, this is a person who knows he's better than everyone else. <laughs> ah, this is true. It's one this thing to be true. better, but he was like, these bitches suck. And I was like, they do. He knows. Uh, uh, they did. They did. They were very bad. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, and then uh, the next week, we went to a, a contemporary master class together. And then um, we were on the same dance company. And then uh, she was like, hey, I'm taking classes at this place called Second City. It's all white people. Can you come with me? 
It's called I, calling for black up, you know? <laughs> when everybody's white and you're like, well, black up. <laughs> come, come do this stuff with me. And I was like, yes. And so I went mm -hmm. and um, then what happened? Oh, shit, yeah. And then we started working together uh, comedically, creatively. We wrote our first show together. It was a Black History Month show called um, Uncle Tom and Jerry Curl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It was really good. A lot of it was just forty-five minutes of slave jokes. Oh right? my god, some of the best art I've ever really created. Really good slave uh, jokes. Don't get me wrong, quality slavery jokes. The just, slaves would laugh if they were here. Yeah, yeah. Just know that there was a dance to slay for you, and there were nooses involved. Oh yeah, no, we went uh, there like yeah. Degrassi. We were pushing buttons. That's what happens when you're the only black person. In a very white environment, you feel the need to overcompensate. Yeah. So we were like, if y'all gonna give us a show, we's gonna do a show. Yeah. So this is a note for all you white people. If you um, create a situation where you do have one person of color, if they start wilding, it is your fault. <laughs> you take responsibility. Cause like, are you gonna replace them? No, cause you are gonna look racist. So uh, do better. Um, <laughs> Then our follow-up show, Beyonce featuring Jesus. Yes. <laughs> which was uh, really just an excuse for us to both dress up like Beyonce and Jesus. Yes, um, yes, it was great. She was Beyonce, I was Jesus, then we did a um, Freaky Friday, it was great. Yeah, was like <laughs> Beyonce and Jesus Freaky Friday. <laughs> mm -hmm. We traded lace front wigs, <laughs> and then I, Beyonce was Jesus, she was answering all the prayers, and Jesus was hitting that choreography. Mm -hmm. Always comes back to dance. Yeah, we 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 both worked at Second City. Uh, they hired us from our shows that we were doing originally, but when they hired us, they would never let us work together because they, they were like, knew. "You guys are too powerful." <laughs> they <knew>. uh, Separate, <laughs> segregate them, please. It's true. She did all the like shows with the black people, and I had to do all the shows with the white people. It was bad. It was a bad <laughs> idea because I felt like everybody should do the shows with everyone i agree because <laughs> um, it, it really shows when you haven't been around black people it's very apparent white people like uh just like you're not hiding it well we can always sense if you've never been around black people before it's not a good thing i feel like it should be a high school requirement like science or math yeah just like black socialization <laughs> because i'm going to be in the world and if you are in the same place as me and you're like I do not know how to speak must touch hair. <laughs> then, now I'm catching assault charges and what have you, but that's a different story. Yeah, and then what happened? And then once uh, we left there, because it was trash. We got our freedom, uh, we broke free. Oh yeah, this was sad, because this is when I moved to New York and she moved to Los Angeles. Um, that's like the furthest away you can live from each other. Um, <laughs> I, I moved to New York to pursue uh, comedy and unhappiness. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about my time in New York. Uh, but it then I moved here. Yeah. yeah. And, and during that time, I guess we were both sad. We were in different places because I was like, I was out here between here and Chicago, which was very cold a lot of the time. I was very sad. I was very depressed. And so Dwayne and I were in what felt like a long distance relationship. Um, and then... <laughs> You know, nobody's perfect. Uh, one day I was scrolling through Instagram. Oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> I forgot. you know, again, like re like romantic couples, you guys know, y'all have a song, right? Romantic couples tend to have a song that's sentimentally important to you as a couple. Is is that, an, is, did we stop doing that? Oh, okay, because I'm single. I was like, oh, did we stop having? 
I don't know. That's what I've seen on TV. Um, couples have songs that are important to them. Um, and so just like imagine for a second, if you will, you seeing your significant other like uh, fucking another bitch to that song. <laughs> like imagine that. That's basically what I saw on Instagram. Dwayne and I have many songs, but we have one song in particular that is our song. It is Blackout from the musical In the Heights. A fantastic song. Lin-Manuel's first fantastic debut Broadway musical. Song. That is our song. It's our song. It's been our song since the beginning of our friendship. I know. We will burst out into that song at any given point with very little notice. Choreography, harmonies, everything. No, it's dead now. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. It was me. <laughs> I, 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 I fucked it up. Um, as she said, she did uh, on the Instagram story, I was singing that song with this improviser woman and-, and uh, A white woman. Yeah. Not that it's important, I just wanted to put it for context. But she is from Vermont, so. Uh, so pretty white. I'm uh, from Texas, so <laughs> Texas, Southern white would have been different, but it was Vermont white, that's. And so uh, she blocked me on I Instagram. I did. I've been blocked, blocked for not unfollowed, not <laughs> unmuted. Blocked. I've been blocked for a year and a half. You've been blocked since 2017, the fall. Um. And not only did I block him, once I blocked him, I proceeded to release a diss track, which I posted on my Instagram, which he could not see, but all of our mutual friends could see. It was a good diss track. It had um, such famous bars such as. Fuck Dwayne, little dookie stain. Next time he dance, I hope his ankle sprain. <laughs> it's a really good song. It's very sad for Dwayne. It was a rough point in our friendship. It was rough. But also it was very telling because she made not one, but another diss track. I did another diss track the next day because I was just so mad. One diss track wasn't enough. Also, Drake had just pre the, set the back-to-back -back precedent, so it was like, you can't really do a diss track unless you're gonna release two diss tracks before the other person gets to release a response. See. And I knew Dwayne couldn't really rap like that, like he didn't really have bars, so I was like, oh, I'm about to fuck his life up. No, <laughs> but I could do like a pot of duh, but I didn't. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I could never see it, because he was blocked on Instagram. Uh, so. But that second uh, diss track is very special, it's really good. because I heard the first one, and I was like, oh my God, is you, you're so talented. Because <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, we're still really good friends. I mean, like, it was we still a, love each other. <laughs> it was a real good diss track. She dragged me. Uh, <laughs> and then for the second one, I was like, hey, girl, you should sample <laughs> um, this uh, Grape Nose Boy reference from Good Burger, because we both love that movie. <laughs> and I was like, this would be dope. And then she made another diss track that was like kind of produced by me. <laughs> He likes to think he has <laughs> co-producer credit. Uh, it was a good that I like the second one better, maybe. What's the second one? The second diss track, Grape Nose Boy. Yes, yes. Because yeah. that one had lines, which is my one of my favorite lines I've ever written, which is I always say my prayers in the morning and before bed. If you see Dwayne, put your nuts on his forehead. And I was like, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's so silly. Uh, but I was angry, y'all. <laughs> I had, I had in real life been cheated on by my actual boyfriend, so to get friendship cheated on was just like, it was too much. I wasn't going out like a bitch. I went out like a bitch in that first relationship, but not this one, nah. Nah, we beefing. Yeah, Ain't no tears shed. And we plan on keeping this beef, like we're still like best friends. He's still blocked on Instagram, like, I'm never gonna um, 
Because in the song, I say, I'm going to never, ever, ever unblock him. And then I repeat it so many times that if I were to unblock him, I would be a fake. Yeah, and I would not respect her anymore. Yeah, so. no, I shouldn't be respected. <laughs> I'm like, I, if, I'm not, if I don't have my word, what do I have? Exactly. Not your friend. But you have your word, <laughs> so you have your best friend. Yeah. Uh, we did it. <laughs> Oh boy, guys, I gotta say, if you are, do not subscribe to our Instagram account. This is not just like, I'm not subscribe. trying to just get you. Yeah, whatever. What do you call it? I follow? Like you, Grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> don't follow us on Instagram. That's what the young people say. I need a new prescription for Instagram. <laughs> In my day, we, we used to etch drawings <laughs> into the side of a wall you'd have to walk three miles to get to. And we called getting there subscribing to our pictures. Subscribing to our woodcuts. This this old lady is so confusing. I can't place her. (laughs) Oh, Naomi, check your privilege. That was an old man. I did check my privilege. I decided to not make a man part of the narrative. (laughs) Well, hoisted by my own petard. Uh, Anyway, if you follow us on Instagram, if you don't go there, uh, because after the show in April, I posted a video of Asia and Dwayne dancing at the end to Britney Yeah, Britney Spears, Spears Slay For You. <laughs> Britney Spears Slay For You. Uh, and it's quite wonderful. So, you guys, honestly, we're providing a two-screen experience is what we're trying to say. Oh. You got to get on Insta. You got to have it in your ear holes. You got to do it all. Can we do three screens? Oh, Let's, my- Hey, Don't- sometime in the next year. Let's make this show a three-screen experience. All right. All right. All right. Fine. Yes, you got me on mic. I will agree to it. Apostrophe experience. Legally binding. All right. You heard it here, you guys. Soon there'll be a three-screen couples therapy experience. <laughs> Have a wonderful week. We will holla at you next Tuesday. Boo-boos. Peace. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. I see stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we could find them. From the supply chain. And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee. For to labor. It's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.